thanks for coming to the We Work Weekends with Warren podcast. This is the podcast that talks with people who normally work on the weekends. Today we have one of the most versatile performers in Saskatoon. This man is a clown, a magician, Santa, an elf, and a balloon twister. Please welcome Kenny the Clown. Hi there. Nice to be here. Well, thanks for thanks for being our guest today, there, Ken. So um, I know you quite well, but why don't you let a whole bunch of other people know all about you? Okay, um, um, I'm Kenny the Clown. Um, I my name is Ken Nosgard, and uh, I started. Well, actually, I'm uh, I'm a children's entertainer in Saskatoon. Um, <clears throat> often working on the weekends doing children's parties um usually my my age group is three years old to eight years old uh that's about the right age group Mm -hmm. um i also do some fairs and festivals and various types around town uh christmas time i have uh, my santa Uh, i do a santa for for christmas parties um I'll also do magic show and balloon animal um, parties or Christmas parties for children. Um, usually dressed as Kenny the Elf. Um, and then that's pretty much what I do. I mean, my clown is a traditional clown. I have uh, a brightly colored costume and a big red hat. And my face is done up in, in clown makeup. And, and I do my show. So why did you decide to uh, stick to the three to eight-year-old crowd? Well, I find that the three to eight-year-old crowd tends to be um, in that kind of an age group where they're still prepared to believe in magic. They're still prepared to see a clown come in dressed all brightly and being silly and, and, and laugh and have a good time. Um, eight years old can sometimes be a little old for that. Three years old can sometimes be a little young for that, depending upon the development of each child. Um, but usually somewhere in the three to eight year old is, is good. I've had, uh, I've had parents want me to come and do their 10 or 12 year old parties. And I always feel quite leery about that. Uh, feeling like I might end up tied up to a chair or something, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. uh, but normally it's because the, the child whose birthday it is really loves magic and just really wants to have a magician or really loves circuses and clowns and wants that. So, you know, then fine. Um, if so the so child, you, will, you will do a 12-year-old party if that's what they want? If that's what they really want. But I always have a conversation with them in advance and say, you know, 12 is kind of old for a clown. And then mm-hmm. they usually explain, oh, yeah, but he really wants this. And I'm like, okay. Um, sometimes with three-year-olds, like really young children, and sometimes when I do a birthday party with for five-year-olds, there's two-year-olds in the group. And they can be kind of in that um, playing strange age group where, I mean, any stranger is kind of scary for them. Mm-hmm. And I come in all brightly colored with big exaggerated movements and things like that. And I've had parents and people say, oh, you know, like this one's afraid of clowns or whatever. And I usually tell them, it'll be fine. Because mm-hmm. in my experience, the children 
they they might be a little leery of me at the beginning, but they hang back in the corner with their mom or whatever, and I don't bother them. I play with the kids who want to play with me, and they watch from over there, and occasionally I'll look over and smile and wave or something. And eventually, like 15 minutes later, they're right up with all the other kids because they realize that I'm not somebody to be afraid of. I'm somebody to play with. Exactly. That's my experience as well, obviously. Yeah. As I've said to uh, other people at times, uh, never chase a child because they're either going to think it's a game and then they want you to chase them all over the house, all over the backyard, or they think you're scary. And then that is definitely no good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been a clown? I started clowning in 2012. Um, okay. It was spring of 2012, and the reason I started clowning was because of you. Because of me? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but I remember once upon a time, uh, I was working at St. Paul's Hospital as a biomed. Yeah, I was, yeah. And you were working there up on the fifth floor, and somebody said to me, hey, you know Warren? And I went, yeah. And they said, you know, he does balloon animals. And I went, what do you mean? Like, he makes, like like animals out of balloons and they went yeah (laughs) and they went why does he do that and they went well they pay him to do that and I'm like really so then I went and talked to you and you told me all about it and you reached into a bag and you pulled out some things that you made and they were awesome and I was like wow you made those and then uh, and that was when you told me you know there is a real need for children's entertainers in Saskatoon and if you had anything you can do for children's entertainment, you can be busy every weekend. Uh-huh. And I thought about that, and I had been looking for an outlet. Like, I had been an actor for many years and involved in all kinds of community theater productions. And I had been quite involved with Gateway and Summer Players. And then Gateway closed, went bankrupt. And I had yes, no real And I went, what am I going to do? Like, there's this whole section of my personality that really needs outlet. And when you suggested that, then kind of light went on. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. And when I was a kid, I used to be a magician. So maybe I could do that. And I still had a bunch of my magic down in the basement. So I dragged that stuff out. And I started looking into what can I do? And the reason I hit on to clown was because when you're a clown, you're silly and goofy, and you. the hallmark of a clown is he's try, try again. He will try something, and it won't work, and he will fail, and it is totally okay to fail if you're a clown. So right. I can do magic, and a lot of my magic, if you might notice, a lot of my magic isn't da-da-da-da. It's, oh, no, this isn't working for me. I need some kid to come and help me make this magic work. And things are constantly going wrong, and I'm constantly looking silly. And the kids are laughing at me. And they're so yelling would, at would me. You, yeah, would you almost – I've seen your shows quite a few times. Um, I, sometimes I, I almost refer to it as like kind of one-man slapstick comedy. Yep. yep, that's pretty much how I'm trying to play it. Yeah, because like there, there's that thing where you you, uh, you you kind of pull your glove off. Right. And it's, I don't know how you ever got the glove on to start with. I mean, that must be a three-quarter of an hour type performance <laughs> just to get your all that material and onto your arm. 
Yeah, it's like a 15-foot-long glove, something like that. Yeah. One yeah. normal glove and one 15-foot-long glove. So I, I, I apologize that the magic's not working because my glove, because I'm wearing these silly gloves. Let me take them off, and I'll continue with my magic. So I pull one glove, glove off and throw it on the table. And then I start to pull the other one off, which, of course, ends up like just being longer and longer and longer. And because I'm pulling this off, and I look surprised, and then I look confused, the kids – laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and i usually do it early because if you can at the beginning the kids are all told to sit nice and sit quiet and that's the opposite of what i want kids to do Uh i want to laugh and yell and jump up and down and spin around in a circle and if i can get them laughing early they will continue to laugh throughout the show Yes, definitely. That's and I, I've seen you do that. Yeah. You, you seem to bond very well and very quickly with the, uh, the audience. And obviously, and as an entertainer, bonding with the audience early is best. And yeah, yeah you're, you're a pro at that. The, the kids love you like within the first uh, 12 seconds or just pointing and laughing. Yeah, that's, that's actually uh, trial and error taught me that. Plus, plus going to clown school taught me that that like you got to win your audience over early and Uh there have been shows that I've done where for one reason or another and sometimes it's the mood in the room or or sometimes maybe it's me um, I haven't managed to get the audience going at the beginning and then it almost feels like it drags and Uh then you have to work twice as hard to try and get them up and on your side later on so we try and try and kick it off early yes definitely i i know what you're saying and and sometimes when you're dealing with a group it just depends on the dynamics of the group yeah you know it's it's almost like uh you, even though you're at a birthday party it's not always the birthday kid the birth or is a, the birthday child is not always the power person in the room oh no no that's very very true yeah, and, and sometimes the birthday kid doesn't want to be the, the, the kid in the center of attention. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've come across that a number of times. where yeah. Because I usually try to bring, uh, at least once in my show, bring a child up um, and have them be the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, assisting me in some magic thing. And of course it works for them and it doesn't work for me. And I've brought the birthday child up whenever I can, I bring the birthday child up, but usually I ask for volunteers. And if the birthday child doesn't put their hand up or look like they want to come, then I pick somebody else. Yeah. Um, but then on occasion I have had the birthday child or another child volunteer and look excited, get them up and we get halfway into the routine and then they just kind of melt and they're like, no, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's laughing at me. I don't want to be here. So then I swap them out. Normally let them, oh, you don't want to be here. That's okay. That's okay. You can have a seat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned you've been to clown school. How many times have you been there? I've been twice. I was there in 2012 and then I was there again in the next year in 2013. So where is clown uh, school? It's in Buffalo, Minnesota, um, which is about an hour this side of Minneapolis. Both times I drove down. Uh, It's about a 14-hour drive. Um, And we stay in a a Catholic retreat, King's Retreat House or something in Buffalo, right on on the lake. Um, And for a week, we take over this place. 
And there is a, uh, there's a number of clowns there from Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus and, and, and professional clowns from pretty much all over that come there specifically to teach. And you sign up for a specific class. Like uh, the first year I went, I did Clowning 101. And you spend the week, <clears throat> uh, every morning, you go in there and you do, um, you do basic movement, you do how to do your makeup, you do costuming, you do routining, you do basic slapstick, you do a bunch of those things just to teach you how to be a clown, how to approach a child, how not to scare a child, the basic mm -hmm. rules of how to be a clown and not mm -hmm. be that creepy thing that you see sometimes. Yes. Yes. Here's one thing that I've all, when, when I started to, to decide whether do I want to be just a balloon twister? Do I want to be a clown? Do I want to be another thing? And I did a little studying and this is one thing that you correct me if I'm wrong on this. I had heard that a clown is not allowed to make fun of anybody but themselves. Is that that's, true? Yeah, that's true. And, and that's the thing, because that, that's the nice thing about a clown is that the clown is always the butt of the joke, not mm. the other person. So, I mean, when, you, when you've got a comedy duo, you've got the comedian and you've got the straight man. The, right. com the, the comic is the one that's always the butt of the joke, always the idiot. And the straight man is the one that's setting him up and knocking him down. Well, I let the other person, the kid, be the straight man all the time. Sure. I mean, to the point of I have a magic, I have a magic prop that is a breakaway wand. It's a magic wand that when it, that you hand it to the to the child and it falls into like six pieces right. and flops around. And I had to I had to fight with myself for a long time on whether I was going to use that prop in my show, because handing it to the child and it breaks into pieces for the child. And then it's it works for me can put the child in the in the position of the the one being embarrassed or something but mm -hmm. i decided to try it and then play it off as if it's not the child's fault it's my fault it's my my defective merchandise that's not working right so then i oh, go okay. and it doesn't work and then i say oh no that's not going to work that one's bad so i throw it away and i get another one that also malfunctions and i throw that one away and then i get a third one and that one malfunctions too right but none of them make the child look uh, look foolish right yeah well of course yeah that's that's you you don't want to do that I, I bet right. some kids wouldn't mind looking foolish up on stage, but in general, they don't want to. And some of them do it on their own. Like I course, bring them up yeah. there and right away they, they want to show off and they want to, they want to be silly or whatever. And it's okay. We can play silly, but I have to, those kids normally I have to bring them back on track because mm -hmm. then they're kind of detracting from mm -hmm. the, from the routine that we're doing. Right. Cause we're trying right. to tell a story with each routine. Oh yeah, I remember that reminds me. I was watching a, a school, uh, a show at one of my kids' schools, and they had a professional uh, juggler, and uh, he he got a he got a, a, a volunteer, and the volunteer, like quite quickly into volunteering, became way more energetic, and I could tell that I knew the kid he picked was a bad choice. Mm -hmm. And but the 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 juggler was a pro. He said, "Okay, well that's that is excellent, and thanks for coming up and helping." And he shook the kid's hand and sat him down and brought up another one, and they just continued with that routine. 
Sure. And nobody Good. really know. Like I, I'm sure. Like I, I looked for it to see. Like and and so you know, I'm sure I wasn't the only parent to notice that that pro- that profession professional guy up on stage handled that very well. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. So, um, how many characters do you have? Well, I have Santa. I have the elf. I have this clown. I have several clown characters that I've worked with. <clears throat> I had uh, the first clown that I created uh, was a full Auguste uh, circus type clown. And my makeup was full face makeup. And mm-hmm. it was very big. And I've I toned that down. My costume is I've, I've had my costume designed and my costume is um, is much the same. I have I, I dress in primary colors. My jacket is red. My pants are blue. My my shoes are yellow and red and my hat is red and and things like that. So it's all like very bright colors. Um, so the, the costume hasn't stayed, changed. And that's an August costume. Uh, the makeup I've toned down because the the clown makeup is designed to um, you build it off your face so that when you do expressions with your face, it actually amplifies your expressions. So a smile becomes a big smile. A frown becomes a big frown. Uh, mm. It's kind of like using a megaphone at a distance so everybody can hear you. So at a distance of a circus or a stage, everybody can see your, your expressions. Um, when I'm five feet away from a child or 10 feet away from a child, that makeup can be equivalent to me shouting in their face. So I wanted to tone it down so that it's more approachable. So anybody who would have noticed or looked at pictures from then to now, will see that I have a way, a lot less makeup on. Still clown makeup. Sorry, do you still wear that? um, Remember, you used to have like was it orange or or what color hair did you used to have? Oh, I had I have a I have a professional uh, yak uh, orange wig that's cut kind of like a Three Stooges type cut. Right, right. Yeah, you're. um, Which one are you, Curly Larry or Mo? I can't remember. Kind of like Mo. It's kind of a Mo, except I'm bald on the top. Right, right, right. Well, because your hat fits on that. Right. Yeah. And actually, do, I'd do originally you still wear that. No, it's too oh. much. Like I, I wear it occasionally if I'm doing if they hire me to do a circus thing. Oh, we have a circus themed carnival. Then I'll go, OK, well, I'm going to put on the bigger makeup and I'm going to put on this thing because this is not for little kids often. Like mm-hmm. I did that one charity event um, for the um, or classic. Cirque de Classique they do every year, and it's a lawyers that are raising money for, um, for you know, free lawyer service in the community. Mm-hmm. And so they hired me to come and do that. And so then I go bigger, and I bring my magic, and I bring my balloons. And most of the time, because there's no other balloon artist there, I end up doing nothing but balloons. But I yeah. do wear the big wig and stuff just because they're looking for the big clown thing, which sure. I can do. Sure. Yep, of course. So do you, like, you mentioned all your characters. Do you have a favorite one? Um, the one that I do the most is Kenny, the light August clown. But I also have one, a gentleman clown that I do, where I wear a um, set of black tails, a black tie and tails, and a, a black uh, bowler hat. And I have a different, totally different makeup and glasses and everything that I wear. And that's a much more classy cultured type clown. I don't think I've seen that one. No, no. I I bring them out occasionally when people want something that's not specifically 
you know, brightly colored children's clown. If I, if somebody hired me to come and do an event where I was just doing walk around magic for adults or whatever, I'd probably wear that. And occasionally, sometimes somebody goes, you know, there may be some people in, in the crowd that are afraid of clowns. And I go, well, I can bring the other guy. Mm-hmm. And he's way less clown. Mm-hmm. So um, do you think that uh, like in the future you'll do more clowning or less clowning? Or will you even develop another character? Well, you know what I was thinking was that eventually what I'd like to do is uh, like once I retire and I can actually like devote myself full time to it. I was thinking that I might uh, create some, um, you know, half hour, three quarter uh, hour clown shows that have a theme. Like I know some clowns who do school shows with the anti-bullying theme, the anti-drug theme, the, the safety theme, all of those things. And then you can travel from school to school and they, you know, do, we're having the assembly thing and I bring in all my props and my, and, and my backdrops and stuff my uh, PA system and do the full show. Um, and it may include some magic. It may include some puppetry or whatever, but you're presenting a theme, a story uh, to teach. That would be wow. good. And I, and there are some things, there's one I've heard of that's for clowns. It's called red nose reader. And um, it comes out of the same clown school I, I went to. Um, and what they're doing now down there is, it's it's a reading thing. You go into the school and you're doing a reading thing. But I go in just like me. I'm Ken Nosegard. Okay. And I'm talking to the kids and he, we're going to read a book together and all of this stuff. <clears throat> but first, we're going to talk about clowns. And while you sit there and I talk to you, I'm going to start putting on my makeup. And I'm going to put on my nose. And I'm going to put on my wig. And I'm going to put on my costume. And by the time I'm finished, you've watched me transform from Ken Nosegard into Kenny the Clown. And then we read this book together. So wow. that's a, that's a red nose reader thing that actually, uh, like, it's a whole program that seems mm -hmm. pretty good. And I'm going to look more into it, but, well, once I retire. When, when will you retire? Depends, that depends upon uh, probably, well, I'm thinking... <clears throat> I don't have to retire for another 10 years, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, and as I start looking at, at creating this, if I could do this more like full time, I might, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. Well, because it, uh, I very much enjoy it. It's so much good. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being an entertainer, I love it myself as well. Yep. So uh, yeah. that, that's fabulous. Um, I, I guess that's probably, I won't take any more of your time, Ken. Um, sure. So anyway, I, I guess anyway, I'd, I'd like to thank Kenny for coming on the show today. Uh, all of Ken's information uh, for Kenny the Clown and all of his contact information, his email, his Facebook, his uh, website, that will all be in the show notes listed below. And uh, if anybody that's listening, listening would like to be a guest on the We Work Weekends with uh, Warren podcast, please contact me. The information will be uh, also in the show notes. And uh Anyway, Ken, I'll uh, let you sign yourself off right now. And, uh, you know, thanks for being a guest. Well, thank you, Warren. And thanks for bringing me into this lifestyle. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we could. That is fabulous. All right. So, everybody, thanks a lot for now. We'll chat with you later.